Welcome to Tech Uncorked. I'm Dean Gratton. And I'm Sarah Jane Gratton. And together we explore a new world of technology and innovation. With lively discussion and some great interviews. We had a holiday last week. It was May Day Bank Holiday. It was May Day Bank Holiday and we had a well-deserved break. Yeah, we took a break. Sarah and I have been thinking. As we do, uh, from time to time. Often infused with wine. <laughs> always, always Quite often. A, yeah, always a good thing. Now, we talked about electric vehicles and how all car manufacturers are heading towards that. I mean, we talked about Jaguar, for example. Yeah. We're, we're a particular fan of Jaguar Land Rover. It's our favorite vehicles. Their, I think their mission is to make all their range uh, electric by 2025. And, of course, you have BMW, Mercedes, and other manufacturers are, are going to follow suit. And the great thing about the Jaguar, see, we had a 4.2 supercharged and it was fabulous because I love the power in that car. It was what you would call a gas guzzler. Not very environmentally friendly, Dean. I know, but we enjoyed it. We did enjoy it. We had some great, great times in it. But, you know, I can see why now there has to be a shift away well, from the, the, Yeah, for, from an environmental point of view, yes. Mm, but absolutely. then, I mean, what about the power and stuff? In no, the I, think, um, I think new electric vehicles, they're thinking about that. They're thinking about the giving people that feeling of, you know, that old school feeling of driving, that power. Um, I, I mean, know it, it was a v, we had a V8 supercharged engine, 4.2. I mean, it was splendid. How are you going to... Mimic. We got the we got the same Jaguar engine in the Range Rover, and when that starts up, it mm-hmm. it says, "Come on, again, I'm gas guzzler." But we do have good times in it. Well, not those kind of times. Not those kind of times. <laughs> no, that that was a long time ago. Goodness, we're not going to go there with you. Um, but no, the Jaguar car brand will be all electric by 2025. And it, the good thing is as well, it is keeping all three of its British plants open. So they're not, jobs won't be lost. In yeah, fact, that's a it good may, thing. yeah, it may bring even more employment in the sort of the, the evolution to the all electric model, the brand of Jaguar. And I do hope that they keep some of the fun factor in with driving. But talking about fun factors and talking about freedom in a car, now, yeah, do this you is, think the yeah, future, do you think the future of the electric vehicle will be more of a controlled, connected, almost authoritarian experience? Well, that's a leading question because that's what we were talking about over wine. Yes. It got quite heated. The conversation we talked about with, okay, let's say all, all cars by, let's say, let's be generous and say by 2050, you can't buy a, a car like our, our car, for example, would now be a relic. We'll be a relic in a few years. Yeah. And so by 2050, let's say any car that you purchase is electric by default. Mm-hmm. So this, this, we talked about how homes, for example, would, would come with a standard insulation for electric vehicles. So you can power your, mm-hmm. your car up overnight. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked. We I think in previous episodes we talked about battery, how the battery will evolve, and what this. And I'm sure by 2050 technology will improve that. But that, I think that wasn't the focus of our our point. It was about the big brother, the the control, and potentially what could happen. Now with the pervasive connectivity, we've got 5G at the moment, and I'm sure by the time we get to 2050. And undoubtedly, we'll be talking about 6G. Actually, what am I saying? We're talking about 6G now. We're talking about 6G now. So 2050, I, it will be way beyond that. 10G. I mean, I'm, who knows? Who knows where we'll be by 2050? But um, even yeah. by 20, 
25 with the rollout of the all-electric cars, I think people will be more tempted to switch. And I think people are thinking, what can I do? Jaguar, obviously aware that society by 2025 will be looking for ways of helping the environment and driving greener. Well, yeah, that's their mission. And it's to not have the uh, all the fumes coming out of the car and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's going to have a, a huge green impact. And that, that, that's a positive thing. So I found a really, really nice descriptive piece in in the magazine Wired that I think is 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 wonderful and describes the role of connectivity in the cars of the future. So they say it's May 2025 and you are headed to a business meeting on a blue sky morning. The windshield's electronic smart tint has kicked in to shield the sun's glare so you can scan messages and the new stream on your heads up display. Traffic is light. Half the cars on the road are fully autonomous, keeping everything moving along at a comfortable pace. The phone rings and the news stream pauses. It's your daughter's smiling face wishing you again happy birthday. That's lovely. Yeah, that, I think that is the future. So I remember in the, the Jaguar we had before, I never had to take my hands off the steering wheel to do anything. Mm. And, um, but, I mean, you, you talked about that in Wired. But still, you, your your attention is still taken away from the from the road by looking at screens going on. They're talking about having part of the windscreen when you're talking to somebody. Part of the vehicle almost becomes autonomous and takes control to a certain extent. I mean, Don Butler, the head, I think he's the head of connected vehicles for Ford. Yeah, he actually describes it as moving from being just a hardware provider in a car to being a hardware, software and experiences provider. And he, he also says the future is going to be different and we are embracing that difference and will continue to be a part of people's lives. I think, I mean, the the, the, the car that we had, the Jag at the time we had, was a 2004, mm. we bought it in 2004. Way ahead of its time. And the technology in that was amazing. I mean, all I had to do was push a button and actually I could control the music. I could control navigation. I, well, I could control pretty much everything. I never mm. had to take my hands off the car to interact with mm. the touchscreen. So mm. I never had to take my eyes off the road mm. and everything could be controlled. Mm. And the braking system was wonderful, wasn't it? Because oh, the old adaptive cruise control. Adaptive cruise control. Yeah, which is great. But it, it still required human intervention. So whilst it did break, if a car stopped, sharply in front it would break it was superb but then it would alert you to say human intervention is required mm, yeah yeah and i just wonder about these new systems so by by the time 2025 comes along whilst you have autonomous cars driving i think it's going to have to be in a controlled environment so every car on the road for example will largely have to be autonomous because they'll be speaking with each other to make sure that everything runs smoothly and um and i think it, yeah it comes down to timing you can't have any erratic drivers disrupting the flow and people come off when they need to come off and but it's a controlled environment mm. uh humans well, are, i mean i think there's a focus there's a focus on how we're going to stay connected with the world because we are seeking this always on connectivity yeah. um you know i recently wrote a piece i think if you go um plug 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 here to uh, my grattan website 
uh, you will see that I've written a piece on an always connected world and how more and more people are desiring and wanting to kind of tap in to this always on connectivity. And I think there's a focus on how we will stay connected with the world while we're behind our wheels. Yeah, and and our conversation in the in the week about this, what we're going to talk about, discuss. Yeah, so we've got a controlled environment where self-driving cars are going and doing their stuff, and with the pervasive connectivity. Uh, we're going to have the big brother thing because <laughs> when you have cars at traffic lights and they say you could these these cars are all connected what if the traffic lights are also connected so if the traffic light is red you're not going to get the red light jumpers because the car knows that the traffic light is red and maybe it disables the uh, acceleration for you to leave until it goes to amber green mm, i think that but i know that's sort of the big brother scenario but in a way gosh how many accidents is that going to prevent yeah and also we talked about insurances didn't we because with high-end cars for example we were required to get um a tracker system installed mm. because they're more likely to be stolen and uh, with insurance i guess by 2025 uh, they, they may say right okay your your car is uh, okay electric enabled and etc and it's got all this technology in it will if you have these features enabled like this traffic light system or you can't jump this you can't do that you can't speed mm-hmm. i'll be even jested about how the copper just stops you on the road for speeding and you can say well actually i didn't you can mm-hmm. check well this check kind of technology yeah. could actually make speeding a thing of the past because if you were speeding the connectivity within the car would report it yeah. So basically, you wouldn't need the police to be following you anymore. <laughs> you would automatically get something in the post saying, yeah, we have all the information from your car. Your, your car. car has grasped on you. Yeah, your <laughs> car is a snitch. Your car's a snitch. We're going to dob you in. Or it stopped you from speeding altogether. Yes. Um, which, wouldn't that be a great thing for new drivers, young drivers, who would be tempted you know, to speed, perhaps. I'm not tiring all youngsters with that brush, but I know when I got my first Mini, it was like, vroom, vroom, burn rubber, is that the... <laughs> but no, you wouldn't be able to. So it should, that, in theory, yeah, then make... The fun, that's going to take the fun out of driving. No, it's going to put the safety back into driving, and it's going to give a lot of parents peace of mind when their children start driving for the first time. Plus, I would imagine it would make insurance for new drivers uh, a lot lower. The premiums. Oh, that's, something, that's something else as well, because as the as these cars evolve and they become more computer-enabled, will, will the driving test have to adapt to accommodate... I'm sure it will. To accommodate, um, you know, the the new experience in the car because well, the car become the driving instructor. Ooh, that is a really big brother. I'm afraid you failed. <laughs> no, well, you need to do this. You need to do this, and steering you through, and only letting you take control when the car, when you get to a certain point, that the car trusts you. Yeah, but then why why would you need that? Because if you do get to the point where or cars are self-driving even a taxi for example just turns up with no taxi driver yeah i still think there need to be some knowledge of intervention processes but yes you I mean you've just you've just basically said if the car's autonomous why would you need need a driving test at all i i don't see that being the case in our lifetime but good point yeah but i, mean, I but the thing is as well i think human invent- intervention is always required because random things just happen 
a bird flies into the car. I mean, that happened to us. And um, it, okay, fortunately, it didn't crack the windscreen. But say it cracked the windscreen or, or a tree falls down in front of you. Mm-hmm. But if it was an autonomous car and it hit the windscreen, it wouldn't matter because the car's, the car's vision isn't going to be impaired. If, it, if a bird flies into the windscreen, he's not going to... Oh, my God, I can't see. Let's all scream. No, that's, that's the tree. But then again, the car would no doubt respond faster than a person because a person would probably panic. Not necessarily because, I mean, you're, you're relying on computer technology. I mean, hmm. okay, it, it is primitive at the moment. Yeah. I mean, what things touted as artificial yep. intelligence and whether or not the, the, say, the cameras built into the car can actually identify how quickly these things can be identified. Hmm. Well, if you think about artificial neural networks now, and we've talked about this with you guys quite a few times how it's being used in in medicine it's thousands of different processes a second that are taking place with a computer my foot can do many things but it can't do thousands of brake taps a second <laughs> so um <laughs> i do think that um the way it's moving and we're talking about what what's been coined the connectivity curve is an evolution but in a sense, the internet itself has fueled our desire to constantly be connected. It's made it possible to well, multi-screen. You, uh, no, no, that's, the internet is just a tool. It's fueled our desire. It's a tool that's fueled our desire. What's but fueled we've our always desire had will be will be our social. That's fueled our desire. Social, absolutely. The, the internet is the incidental. Is what fuels it is to be connected. Uh, whether we get the news, how we get the mm. news, how mm. we receive messages, how we receive our uh, social feeds. Well, historically, there's always been that need. I mean, think of CB radios. You're showing your age now, sweetheart. The convoy. (laughs) (laughs) But CB radios, it's that need to for truckers, wasn't it? To connect with one another, to find out the news, to find out what's going on down the road. It was their news stream. And we have ways for that now. Um, I just always see Burt Reynolds. When I think of a CB radio with a cowboy hat. Burt Reynolds was in a, a movie. No, no, no. It was a movie. Did we have a conversation about I this? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember what the film was, but there was Burt Reynolds. Was he in Convoy? Was it Burt Reynolds in Convoy? <laughs> I'm going to no have idea. to check this out. I'm going to have to check this out. But anyway, I, I ramble in a different direction. So let's get back to this Big Brother theory of yours. Well, yeah, the Big Brother theory being that once... All cars are electric and computerized. I know, I, I know to some extent they're already computerized, but th- this will be a full-on computerization. My first book was Bluetooth Profiles, and one of the profiles um, that was talked about then was how people in the cars having uh, Bluetooth connectivity within the vehicles could talk to each other. So if your two cars are parked at the traffic lights, they could talk to each other. I mean, I'm at, at, at that time, I just thought that, that was quite laughable because... The only possible reason you would exchange with the neighbouring cars when you cut them off or they cut you off and you'd be there texting them, you cut me off. After you pulled over. After you pulled over. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. So it was a laughable oh. idea. Yeah. So, I mean, so that this is where we are. So we got, we got these cars all computerised in the year 2050 or whatever time frame it is. And... Um, I don't think it's going to be Big Brother. That You mentioned about speeding, how that's going to be inhibited because the, the car will be mm. your snitch. Mm. And will we see a demise in traffic police? When uh, I mean, if the cars can't 
be allowed to speed anymore, then there's no need to use the resources to create uh, speed cameras or all this kind of stuff. Mm. I think the whole thing would be more intelligent and more... I do think speed cameras will be a thing of the past yeah. with, with with the evolution of the electric car and, and the evolution of the connected car. I think that's probably a better way to look at it keeping you in constant contact because and, and, and car crime as well i mean to actually still i mean we hear stories where uh, people read fobs over the air interface mm. and they can take the code from that and then mm. open up your car but and biometrics car. Uh, well not just that but um cars can be traced so i mean the, the i think the classic thing is when you go into a tunnel mm. it's completely dead Connectivity, but I think that will change as well. That will change. It's changing now in yeah. Paris. When we've driven through tunnels in Paris, we've still got the connectivity. Yeah. And, you know, in the same way, who's to say, you know, you've got the app, find my phone, find my car. <laughs> What are you doing with my car? Bring it home. Oh, it turns around oh, and comes God, back yeah. home. Bring it home. Yeah. Locks the, locks the thief in <laughs> and brings the car home. <laughs> Jeffrey, will you be taking my car again? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think yeah, that could be that could be a real possibility. And this always on connectivity. But mm, how many of you like us feel that actually sometimes in the car? I know I feel. Ooh, I have a break from social media while I go to the shops. I'm getting away from my computer. I'm getting away from all that just for a spell. I've got my phone with me in case you need me or somebody needs me. But generally in the car, it's an escape. Well, that's going to be gone. In the future, you're never going to be unavailable. When was the last time you went to the shop? You just used Amazon. I went for to the everything. shop last week. I do use Amazon a lot. It's easy to do it, especially in lockdown, contactless delivery. So that's my that's my excuse. But yes, I have started now going out to the shops every week to get groceries again. Fresh um, produce. Fresh produce, very important. Five a day in our household. I'm, I'm and I'm a big big fan of grapes. You like grapes. Especially mm-hmm. when they're made into wine. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. We both like that type of grape. <laughs> yeah, we, but we, like, we like grape in that form. Yeah, very medicinal. So, yes, moving back to the control element of our cars in the future. I don't know what you guys think. It would be interesting to know what you think. Yeah. Do you think moving to this autonomous, light-connected cocoon that we will put ourselves in every day to get where we need to go is a good thing? Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Nice to know your thoughts, guys. It would be really good to know your thoughts on that. Well, that's it, guys, for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I hope it's been food for thought. We love your thoughts, ideas and suggestions for future episodes so keep them coming thanks so much for all your messages and take care everyone